Hi besties, and welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. A show where we talk about all things drag, because we're semi-qualified to speak on it. I'm Juice Fox. And I'm Josh Safty's muse for Anka Jams. <laughs> Julia Fox. <laughs> Let's talk about drag dress and things like that. Anka Jams. Anka Jams. <laughs> And welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. If we, we have to make a soundboard. Everyone out there, our SQQDs, we're working oh. on it. But I feel like we need some Julia Fox in our soundboard. It's decided. Anka Jams. Anka well, Jams. What was the first thing he said to you? Sup, it's yay. It's my favorite one. <laughs> but it's like, one. can we talk about for one second how she is actually a muse? Like, we are all talking about her. Girl, I don't think that's what a muse is. Um, I beg to disagree. <laughs> like, literally, everyone is talking about her, and I'm, like, kind of low-key inspired, and I'm like, I can't stop talking like her. It's so funny. When I edited an episode, I, like, literally heard it at times. It's like this L.A. vocal fry thing. It makes me laugh so hard. How are you, Juicy? Uh, I'm really good, babe. How are you? So good. We actually are doing a two-for-one today. We talked earlier today with Queen Priyanka, so that in- that interview will come out at some point. <laughs> yes, we are going to have our interview with Priyanka come out uh, very, very soon. Probably sooner than later, because it's a really, really good interview, Ooh, so, so I want to get that one out. And then we literally took a little break, watched the episode, and came on here to talk about it. What did you think of the episode? I, um, I liked it. I'm excited. It's just like another, a great, a solid episode. A solid ep. Yeah, solid app. I do, there's things about it that I, I miss. Pangina, mostly. Yes. Uh, and her beautiful, beautiful shoulders and glistening chest. It's the boy looks for me, yeah. I want to see that workroom Pangina. Ugh, I know. It, it's just like, it feels like it's just getting, like, it, when the room gets smaller and smaller, and this is our first time doing doing these reviews together, it feels weird because it feels like there's less and less content to talk about because there's less and less people there. That's so true. I like come to think of it. I feel like our very first episode this season, I was overwhelmed with like the things I needed to say and cover each girl. It actually felt more, yeah, more extensive. And now with less and less, we can just kind of almost dive in or split hairs. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's definitely empty in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. And I, I don't know. But I, I loved the episode. It was great. And should we just dive right into it? Um, I'm at the diving board, and I think we should dive in. That's so stupid. I literally was trying to, I realized diving and diving. But anyways, yes, Juice, let's, let's do get it. in. So we, st- we start the episode with Blue's reaction to sending home her biggest competition. And you can see the, like, regret and remorse in her face. <laughs> but you can almost see that she's, like, almost, like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, that's what I did. And I'm going to own my words and I'm going to own my actions. And I think it almost makes her feel better when she sees that Baga also was going to pick Pangina. So I think it was very much like both of them were on the same page. Like, this is our strongest competitor and this is how we're going to play the game. Yeah, that I feel like it helps kind of break the tension. The fact that Baga too would have had that same queen go home. So it's like, you know, see, this was going to happen either way. Like, don't hate me, world, don't hate me. Like, mm-hmm. there, I think I think Blue was really settling into, like, the reality of what just happened. I think yeah. she was, like, a little shocked with Pangina's passion. And I liked Jujubi explaining why 
Pangina might have reacted that way with her representing like Thailand, like the whole country. She really felt like she was letting the whole country down. And so Blue's kind of there being like, <laughs> but then gets really sassy and is like, you know, I'm glad I sent her home. Like, you know what I mean? She starts to get, she gets a little cocky. She gets a little confident with it. But that's how you have to, right? You own it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really like Blue so much is because she is so kind of like cheeky and sassy in a way that you don't expect. Yes. No, for sure. She's like, I don't know. I I think she's, I like how this episode she was called the dark horse because she is kind of, I think that's her vibe in life. Like she's a, she's kind of, um, she's a silent killer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. She's quiet. Which is weird because the- she's so bright. You know what I mean? Like her looks aesthetically are so bright, but then her personality, I, I, I almost want to say she's not reserved, but she's very like, she speaks quick and then she like says what she's thinking. And then like, I don't know. It's an interesting, she's simultaneously confident and shy. I can't yeah. describe it. It's a, it's a weird sort of mixture, but it's, it's something I really enjoy. I like it. Yeah, I like it. And Blue actually said she, that she listens to the podcast. So hi, Blue. We would love to have you on. Just let us know, girly. <laughs> Sometimes I forget people listen to this. I'm just like, oh my god, yes. The reach, near and far. We love you, Blue. Come on the pod. So it's a new day in the workroom. We walk in. Everyone's feeling optimistic. Everyone's feeling gorgeous. Miss Blue has a badge. Very exciting. And something that I think we should talk about is Mo isn't monochromatic. I didn't even know it was her. I was confused for a second. I I was like, wait, I see more than one color. What was it again? What did she wear? It was a it was a pink top and then like a multicolored checkered jacket with a uh, I forget what pant it was but then like a almost comic comic book boot. It was a great look, don't get me wrong. It was beautiful, but it just didn't have that monochromatic thing. I have in all bold letters, Mo isn't monochromatic. <laughs> what is happening mm-hmm. things aren't right in the workroom right now we need monochromatica um mm-hmm. well we love it either way i feel like she's just such she's the she's the fashion icon of the season mm-hmm. truly 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 and then juju has truly. her cat purse which we've named pangina yes i kind of love mm-hmm. that i was thinking this episode when i was watching i was like if i go back i need to have like a prop i need i would be a prop humor queen i feel like that's mm-hmm. one thing you don't get to do in a regular season that I feel like coming back in all those workroom beats, I feel like I would have random props. I feel like that would be the entertainment I factor. Think that would be. Or like a need. different hat or something. Yes. Something, a continuum throughout the mm-hmm. whole process. It's like, then you look forward to it. I love it. So Rue comes in and we start talking about the Maxi Challenge and it is to write lyrics and choreography to her song. Oh my God, what was it called? Living my life in London. I am screaming. Super random song I've never heard about. Is this a new song or should we know this? I think maybe it's one on the albums that we just haven't heard. It was <laughs> that we for haven't me, loved yet. Yeah, we haven't loved it yet. For me, it was the um, the dancing, the excited dancing uh, that they all had to do. <laughs> and all like, yes! I was like, oh, wow. Ooh, the producer's telling them to do that. Being like, look really happy and dance. I would have been like, oh, I hate this. Be the spirit of the song, living my life in London. Do we think <laughs> Rue really did live in London for a bit and then wrote this song, Juice? Um, I think Rue lived in London to record a TV show and then someone wrote the song for her. And she went, great. 
And she went, awesome, cool. Showed up to the thing and said, let's record. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Let's do that. Um, and then, so the queens are asked to write a solo verse about the place they call home. What would your solo verse sound like? Oh my God. I mean, singing. I would definitely sing. I wouldn't rap. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really rap. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. It's an interesting song. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It was I didn't fast. actually, when I was watching this, it was fast. I felt like um, Two Queens did a better job keeping up with the pace. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, songwriting is hard. Like songwriting is a particular art to like, it's like poetry. You only have so many words to convey emotion, mm-hmm. summarize, in this case, who you are as a performer, as a, as a person. Rue's always saying like, we're supposed to get to know you in these challenges. You know what I mean? Like that's always the MO, right? Kind mm-hmm. of describing yourself. So it's challenging. What would you do? I would probably cry, shit myself and lose my mind. That was the one I was least looking forward to. Like as much as I wanted to do the girl group challenge, like writing lyrics is terrifying to me. So I don't even know what I would do or say. When we were, when I was watching the episode, I did think to myself, I can't wait to ask Juice, like, what would she do in this kind of situation? Because I couldn't think of your answer. So crazy. You'd be really, you'd be quite scared to do I'd, this? Yeah, I'd be really nervous. It, actually, I was going to write, so because for my season, we did Sorry Not Sorry, and I obviously yes. wasn't there. So everyone was asking, like, Juice, we want you to write a thing to Sorry Not Sorry. Like, we want you to put oh, a verse yes. in. And I literally was like oh my god that would be such a great tiktok like that would be so fun to like put that out there just to like kind of (laughs) do that just for fun you know and make maybe see if kine would do it because kine wasn't there either like all this stuff and i literally was having so much trouble writing a verse where lemon was like girl i'll help and like lemon just like whipped out like half a verse for me right there it started with this and this isn't exclusive i haven't said this to anybody but lemon's verse started with j to the u to the icy girl miss juice drip drop around the world and i was like how did you just whip that out bitch like i've been trying for weeks so like that hers was great but i'm not lemon i would she wouldn't be there with me True. Mm-hmm. You need a ghostwriter. It's hard because you can come with like pre-written stuff, but at the same time, you don't know if it's going to work for a song. You don't know if it's going to be like how yeah. much material you need. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a fast song that they only have so much they can re- like. Yeah. So we jump in to the recording studio with Jade from a Little Mix looking so adorable with her big fluffy curls. Didn't she look so cute in the studio? And her thick accent. Yeah, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Me too. I really do love it. And yeah, I was putting down, it's like highlights in the recording studio. Bega kind of delivers that it's totally in her wheelhouse. Um, She's the John Lennon of drag. Don't forget. Bega said that? Bega said she was the John Lennon of drag in this episode. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Bega's confessionals were on a next level delusion this episode and it was unhinged and great. (laughs) <laughs> the John Lennon of drag. She to have that confidence, I'm telling you, Juice, I'm like jealous. Mm-hmm. I need I need that that amount of delusion. What did you think of Blue singing in the recording? I thought it was good. I almost didn't remember it, but Blues was decent. Um I was excited for it. I felt like she would be a little bit more nervous, but she seemed to go in like super confident and fine. I'm telling you, she's simultaneously confident and like I guess it's not shy. She's just like, she just knows when to like bring it. I don't know. She's kind of reserved. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. But it's it's definitely not a confidence thing. I think she's like, she's, she 
takes her place. She takes up space is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then like when she needs to be like sassy, she did a great job. She did a really good job on the mic. Mm-hmm. I um and the final cut, that sounded really cool. Oh, she sounded cool. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> then Janie, um, could you find Janie's note? Cause I could not. She was hey, really she was really I I think Janie has an instrument. I think that Janie could sound really good if she uh-huh. just trained her voice. Because when she first started, I was just like, this isn't awful. Like, it sounds like she could be really decent with, like, a low sort of baritone sort of moment. But I literally wrote, can Janie sing? Am I being gaslit? I think she can. Like, I'm not sure. But I, I did once it was, like, the end where she was kind of, like, really getting flat, I was just like, oh, I think she just needed, like, I think she just needs, like, the proper vocal training to do it. But I think that there's the the bo- the bones are there. Just be free. <laughs> just be free. I felt so bad. I was just like, don't scream. It's so vulnerable. But I know. like I know what you mean. I think she has like some potential there. If she mm-hmm. sometimes the thing with that's the thing with being tone deaf. You can't hear your own sound though. So that could be the problem. But maybe maybe she's maybe is she dropping a single? I'd listen. I give it a listen. I would give it. I mean, I hate drag music, so I would give it a listen reluctantly. But that's with uh. that's with all music with drag queens. I'm always like, Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if I ever come up with music, I want you to record your reaction and it just be your face like wincing. Oh, I love you so much, and I promise you, when you come up with music, I will support you as much as I can. But just my truth, you'll be wincing. I will be wincing. I'm so sorry. I need you to wince. I need I you will to be wince. authentic. Uh, yeah, I will probably wince. <laughs> <laughs> and then Juju, she did such a great job on the mic. I really felt like this episode, I, I kept writing things like juice, or juice, Juju, oh my God, or Juju, thank, thank fuck, or Juju, finally. Like, I have that everywhere because it fine. this felt like... Like, especially when she got in front of that mic, it finally felt like the juju we had been waiting for and the juju I wanted to see episode one. I finally met her. I finally I got fin- to meet Juju this season. I finally got my juju. She finally said hello. She returned my call. She returned my text. She finally <laughs> showed up. We love you, Juju. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she did great. She's killing she it. Mm-hmm. And um, we go from recording studio to dance rehearsal holy camoli a day in the life with these girlies these queens they work so hard on set it's a really it's a long process watching this particular challenge it brought me back to obviously my time on the show and a day like this when there's like recording rehearsal thing it's so back to back to back that like you are mentally drained by the time you need to like workshop choreography Juice, do you like choreographing with other queens? Like, is that your style to jump into a rehearsal and be like, okay, a little bit of five, six, seven, eight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. No, I am a girl that sits back, listens to what she needs to do, and does it. And the only time that I will pipe up, if I have a question about what the move is, or if I think that, like, something just desperately isn't working, you know? But yes. otherwise, I am just like, okay. And then put here. Should I do my leg here? Like, I, I just want to make it work, you know? Yeah. You got to make it work. It's, mm-hmm. um, but I just remember being on the show. I, like, my brain, I could not come up with choreo. It's like when I was, when I closed my eyes and think of an idea, I just was like, 
<laughs> like literally at that point you're so tired and stressed like mm-hmm. it's a scientific fact when you're stressed your brain doesn't work in the same way like cortisol is like blocking creative juices mm-hmm. and so it's just i just i got a little uh trigger this episode i was like oh yeah that's like really they must be very tired right now like yeah. it's hustle baby i know they must have been dead by the end of that yeah it's mm-hmm. uh but you know what they power through yeah, and... but did you feel like they were almost catering the whole number to Vega? A little. And even looking at the finale, like, they did do that move that Mo didn't want them to do. It just felt like they had started the thing, and they wanted to make it one thing, and then it kept having to go back to, Vega's not the best dancer, so we should pare it down. And I feel like, uh, while this was a great challenge and everyone was good, I felt like it affected the dancing and everything because it was so simple, you know? Mm, you felt they watered it down. Yeah, it felt a little watered down for me for because the song is in, was incredible. I loved it. So we're in the workroom. We're getting ready for the main stage and we hit on two really, really serious topics. Bega mm-hmm. and Juju start talking about sobriety, but also like cutting back because Juju is sober, right? And yes. Bega, I think, has just learned a way to cut back. I think she still can have alcohol in her life, but she knows to not allow it to be her every day. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree. Oh, totally. And it, it speaks volumes when she like described herself as having once been an alcoholic, like she's worked through something with her mm-hmm. relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And when Juju had said, people call her boring now, that that really resonated with me because I've been through that. Is like the moment you stop drinking, your drinking buddies resent it. And like, yeah. they start to say like, you're not as fun anymore. You don't come out. Your performing's different. And they almost they think that it's like a fun and cheeky way to sort of tease you, but it is not helpful, especially for someone who like is on a sobriety journey where they were like, this is not the person I want to become. Why are you saying you miss that person? You know? Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. It's It's like, I, I miss, I miss you when you had a problem. I wish you, I miss you when you were like using and you were like addicted to that thing. Like that's, that's kind of crazy. Did people actually say that to you juice and like the note about performing? Yeah. I had people who stopped coming to my shows. I had people stop booking me because they said I wasn't as fun in the dressing rooms. Um, I had people say, um, oh, are you another one of those girls not drinking anymore? Ugh, so boring. Or, oh my God, I miss when you drank. You were so much more fun. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I feel like sometimes that's just so people feel comfortable drinking copiously like because then everyone's drunk and there's no like uh what am i rep what's the consequences but like i don't know like how different did you feel like you weren't as fun i feel like i've only seen you sober juice and i feel like you're a great time backstage like what's that coming from there's a transitional period right so there's that period of sort Mm. of learning to be the person in the space of drinking and learning to be the person who you once were, but better. So like I was quieter. Yeah. You know, but I wasn't, but it's because I wasn't sitting on someone's lap, spilling out all of my emotions on them whilst chugging 
uh, a double. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry you missed that girl, <laughs> you know? Or I wasn't trying to fight somebody outside of the dressing room. I get that that's fun, but it's not, it's not a person that you would want to keep around and it just gets toxic. So there is a transitional period between trying to find yourself again, but that person mm -hmm. isn't boring. That person's just different. You're just seeing a person who is trying to better themselves and you need to support them in any way you can, especially if you're someone who's either working with them or someone who you, you see them as a friend. Mm -hmm. And to say that like you miss an old version of someone is the opposite of support. So if you've oh. ever said that, listeners out there, just reconsider. Um, Juice, so would you, so are you saying you're kind of in the like of juju, how it's like full abstinence, like you don't, you don't drink anymore, full stop? I'm a mix of the two. So I don't drink cool. anymore, full stop, but I'm sort of like a person who, Oh, not even say a mix of the two because Baga has learned to have it in moderation. I mm -hmm. stopped drinking because the person who I was with alcohol was a person that I didn't want to become. It's not that I could wake up and need alcohol. It's not that I had to have an alcoholic beverage with me at every point in the day. I wasn't, I wasn't someone who needed to hit rock bottom. I was just a person where when I would drink, I would drink in excess and I would become someone different. And that person was not cool to be around. Um, so it's to say, like, maybe if I were to start drinking and I were to have a different relationship with it, I could. But it's also like, I love who I am. I love the health that I have now. And I love the relationships I built. So why introduce something back into my life that isn't going to allow me to thrive, you know? Totally. And mm -hmm. I feel sometimes with drinking, you kind of you kind of waste the next day. Like, it's not so much the night of drinking. It's like, how shitty you feel the next day and you kind of like throw away a future mm -hmm. day of like productivity. I don't know. That's when I like, I feel like when things are really not getting accomplished or pushed yeah. off and what we're doing takes too much hustle that I'm not surprised a lot of the queens um, can find themselves in these predicaments with substances because of nightlife. You know what I mean? Us performing in nightlife, we're surrounded by it where it took Juju and Baga like... 10 whole years to really wake up to this behavior and kind of re-acknowledge, re-evaluate what's going on. So I love that they talked about this on this episode. And I really appreciate you sharing as well right now on the pod. Thank you, Juice. Thank you. No worries. And also on the point of hangovers, girl, if you start to get to the point where your hangovers are lasting two to three days. Oh, yeah. Yes. Then, then be like, oh, maybe maybe we should reconsider this because mine were starting to get to the day after I couldn't eat food mm. or get off the couch. And then the second day I could start to eat things like bananas, but I physically would have a migraine. I wouldn't really be able to function that well, let alone perform, you know? Mm -hmm. So life like alcohol really is a rough go. Well, I'm proud of you for keeping on and living a sober life. Is that an appropriate phrase? Living a sober life? How would you call it? I think that's fine. I think some people get so picky with it. You could call it really yeah. whatever you want around me. Yeah. You could call so sober lifestyle, sobriety, whatever. Um, but we get another really heavy. Oh my God. Kind of topic. Your chats this episode. I they know. are real. They're laying it on us. <laughs> They're laying it on thick. So we go to Jeannie, um, Blue and Mo, and they start talking about a conservative upbringing and all three of them have a fairly conservative upbringing, but Mo really touches on the aspect of conversion therapy. And mm -hmm. that's like, I think that didn't that just get 
get banned in Canada, like, recently? Yeah, too recently. Like, I remember hearing the date, and I was like, that's not, that still was allowed up until now. That blows my mind. I don't know the Mm. specific year, but it just, it's, it's so sad that there's a whole organization, there's organizations out there that, like, can just, I don't know, speaking of gaslighting, speaking of manipulation, like, that is literal examples of that and it kind of makes me so sad to even think about well i remember there is um so my hometown i'm from essex ontario they have a conservative mp i don't remember his name nor do i really care to but i have a picture of his face that i like to post on twitter sometimes when i want to be a dick um he voted for conversion therapy saying like Stop. this yeah saying that we should not get rid of it so me being being a twitter troll uh, wrote on one of his things being like, hi, Bestie, why did you vote for conversion therapy? Like, do you want to explain Not that? Not you calling him Bestie. Hey, Bestie. Yeah, me with my little verified check just being like, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Um, and he was like, well, he basically gave me a long-winded answer that he wouldn't want to take the choice away from someone who would want to choose that. Pardon and me? Exactly. And like, that's why when Mo had said, because I didn't realize that someone would actually choose that, but there are people who would go ahead and choose it. So when Mo had said, if you are going to choose to go into conversion therapy, don't, you're enough kind of thing. And I was mm-hmm. just like, that's so important to have in a TV show on such a large platform for someone to have the, even that soundbite, because like people really do need to hear that. Because to choose to do that, you are in some major, major, deep self-loathing. Like, to choose to go into those kind of things is crazy. Yeah, that's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Like, something something has happened along the way that, like, you don't feel safe in your environment and you don't feel like there's any other option but to, like, repress who you truly are and like have a lobotomy like that's i love that they talked about both of these topics on this issue they were heavy but really really important and great conversations to have do you know anyone who's been in gay conversion therapy not to get too personal i do i don't i don't talk to this person anymore like we our relationship sort of really fell apart Mm -hmm. um and it's not to say that it was anything to do with their conversion therapy but it's just like they're a person that was in my life a long time ago some things mm-hmm. have happened and we don't talk anymore, but conversion therapy, like really it fucked with them. And I think that may be in part on why we don't really talk anymore because they, there is some long term traumas that really stuck with them. And it was one of those things where I was like, this is not conducive for either of us, but they, they were someone who had been through conversion therapy and it. It's wild to see the, the traumas that stay with people with that. It's scary. Mm -hmm. It's like you going to this place that says like fundamentally like sexual attraction is just like so innately like part of someone's like core identity, like how they operate on this planet that to go into an environment where like someone's like pray the gay away. I just can't imagine how you could not go the rest of your life without like these deep psychological affects like you're you're kind of changed and it's it's sad. So we go to the main stage. RuPaul walks out. Face is beautiful. I love the makeup. I love the hair. Everything about it. Now when we look, we look down. We're going to go chin down. It's mm-hmm. classic Ru. Mm-hmm. I hate the fabric. It was like a um, brocade upholstery metallic-y kind of fabric. I, I don't know if it was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Blech. 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 
I didn't like it. But Michelle looked incredible. Graham looked adorable. And Jade, I loved the makeup. She looked so good. So good. Mm-hmm. And the blazer with the black tie, like it was very, um, it was giving me 90s, like, Madonna's interpretation, like almost like Vogue or like a music video or something. She looked incredible. She looked yeah. really good. And the cheeky also, comment about someone leaving the group. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. <gasps> Did was Michelle wearing the same kind of mystique fabric as Rue last week? Like, were they wearing the same fabric from that red dress we saw on Rue last week? Rue was Rue was more copper, and Michelle was like pink tonight. I could have sworn from certain. Lighting, like from certain angles, am I just, I'm making that up, right? I'm making that up. You might not be making it up, but I, I, I didn't put that together. I could have sworn I saw similarities either way. I was like, Screaming. is Mystique just like hitting us every single week to haunt Juice? M- M- Mystique is coming back to haunt me. So yeah, we jump right into the performance of Living My Life in London. And um, I don't really remember how it goes, so that's a bad sign. This song was interesting. Overall, it had an interesting beat and like pacing to it and I do think you were touching on something juice with like the choreography and like Bega's sense of humor like I feel like in some ways her energy was different than the song I agree I feel like the song's just so fast like everything mm-hmm. about the song is fast 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 and while I didn't hate one person in this song I thought that they were all incredible knocked it out of the park um mm-hmm. it was I felt like so quick the choreo needed to be a little bit punchier, but that's literally just me being picky. Um, mm-hmm. But I I loved everything about it. I thought Baga was looked amazing. I loved the hair. I loved the face. I loved. I really liked Baga's verse too, and I thought it was a great way to start it because it was very like, talky. you know, very talky and a good way to sort of mm-hmm. start things off. Kick it up. You know, mm-hmm. round it, like get a soft open, I think, which is cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's an approach. <laughs> Blue sounded really cool with the auto tune they gave her track. Yes. She sounded like Cher almost, or something was going on. I know. It's it giving it. me Cher. It, it, it's giving Cher, um, <laughs> but not, not Juju Cher, though. Just sh- real Cher. Authentic Cher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like Janie's. Um,. I I just thought it got a little a little lost for me or something. And I don't mean to be the eyebrow police. I think I always comment on Queen's eyebrows, but like I felt like in this performance, Janie's eyebrows were like too fair or something. Oh, I like didn't, got, I didn't pick that up. I got I got they got lost for me or something, and then I felt like her whole face was getting lost for me. Like her expression, she wasn't popping. She wasn't standing out for me for some reason. See, I felt like her, maybe her, there was two things that I felt did Janie a bit dirty this episode was that I felt like her verse just, it didn't give a lot than the others. It was great verse. It just didn't give as much as the other girls did with mm. like information almost. And then Amsterdam isn't the most musically easy word. So while you hear like Hollywood baby and like you're hearing like Boston <laughs> and they just hear Amsterdam, like there's just yeah. a lot of syllables, <laughs> you know, Amsterdam, Amsterdam. I was like, oh, that wasn't that really did her dirty there, you know, but yeah, 
I just, um, I don't know, nothing's like popping out. So it's not that she did so bad that she like stuck out like a sore thumb. It was just like a, a clean performance. Yes, it was, it was clean. Jujubee, did we like? Loved. Loved. Right? I loved it. I thought she looked great. I thought her face looked great. The hairline was so far back, just so far back. Yeah, so- there was something going on with the wig. The wig was at the back of her head, but I <laughs> I was like, it's fine. It's it's not falling off. But I loved her lyrics. I loved her dancing. She looked there. I was just like, girl, finally. Girl, yes. finally. Like, I have been waiting with bated breath. <laughs> finally. Yeah, she really showed up. She really said, hey, like, I'm doing the damn thing, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Okay, so then we have Mo in the song. Holy Superstar. smokes, this should have been, this should have been her song. Like, Absolute she Superstar. made the song make sense. It was the vibe. It was fast. It was powerful. It was glamorous. Couldn't have been more proud. It it was almost like I wanted it to be Mo's song. While everyone else was great mm-hmm. in the challenge, I wish that it was everyone else. Everyone else was featured, but it was Mo's thing. Because even the Hollywood baby... Everything mm-hmm. about it was just, oh, I loved it. Yeah, she really did close the number. Like, let's say there's a version of it where, like, she opened the track. It would just sound like a Mo song. Like, yeah. but once she got going, I was like, oh, now the song started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And she just, she rapped and sang, which, like, to me is the ultimate double threat. Like, on stage, no one else did that, really. No, Mo's a powerhouse. Like, Mo is a force to be reckoned with. She got, like, a power belt in there at the end of the song. It was, uh, it was, it was top notch. And Very a high well kick. Done. And a high kick. And a, a high, high note and a high kick. Yeah, high five. <laughs> do we want to do a little runway juicy? I love a runway. Run away with me. Run away with me. Oh no, Carly Ray, trauma, trauma. Sorry. 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 Oh, so first we have bag of chips walking down the runway, and I actually liked it. Did you like oh. this take on the runway theme work of art? I hated it. I hated it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't okay. I thought it was a little costumey. I didn't like the black zipper in the back. I didn't, I didn't like the like sequin bad, mystique yeah. feather or like things. I got what she was going for, but I was just like, uh, it wasn't my favorite. Although I will say her makeup and hair looked stunning. I thought it was the right amount of camp and like costume for some reason. Like I know Baga's not coming with like high end runway but there was something clever enough about this skirt being the pot like michelle referenced and like just enough going on that it made she always makes me smile i don't know what it is i think she always gets a pass for me it's brutal she's gaslighting me juice she's gaslighting you i actually also i just found out i'm performing with baga where i'm doing a show with baga chips called iconique uh and it is going to be an la drag con weekend i am so excited is it just the two of you? Because the show should be called Snack Time. Snack. I am screaming. It is. It is called Iconique, and it is at the Globe Theater. And I'm performing with Morgan McMichael's Angina, Jimbo Pangina, Bag of <gasps> Chips, Detox, Ketamine, Tanisha Iman, Mariah Balenciaga, Delta Work, and more to be announced. I am losing my fucking mind. 
I hope they listen to the pod. I I do too, uh, but in like only the nice stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say no, the shady shit we've said. They'll no, be like, "Fuck no. you." Like I'll be like, "Why <laughs> didn't you like my my costumey flower thing?" Yeah, like change that? your mind. You're going to see her soon. Bega, if I you're listening it. to this, it was the best costume of the night. I loved it so much. And Bega, if you're listening, I really liked it. She's just <laughs> being a fake bitch because she's going to see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Kidding, we love you. Next, we have Blue running down the <laughs> Next, we have Blue strutting her stuff down the runway. Um, <laughs> I pictured her in this gown just a... Booking it to the end of the runway. It's the 100 meter dash runway. Yeah. Um, What did we think of this look? I thought the color theory was fresh. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it really understood the assignment. The makeup was great. I didn't hate anything about it. You know what I can't wait for? What? The photo shoot. I feel like it will photograph a much a lot nicer than the way it's walking right now. Cause it was very heavy. I think yes. she was almost not walking properly in it just because it was so grand with the yardage uh, that it was made out of. So when there's going to be an amazing photo shoot that, that she's probably posted, um, I can't wait to see what she does with the size of this garment. She has posted it. It looks incredible. Uh, and you're correct. It does photograph beautifully. Ding. <laughs> Next, we have Janie Jacquet strut her stuff down the runway. It was, um, um, it was cool. Did you like it, Juice? This was the best Janie's looked all season. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And I don't know what fabric that jacket was, but Mm -hmm. it was like, I was so into everything about this, but I'm, I went to art school, right? So this runway was Mm -hmm. like made for me. Like I was so excited. So when she walked out, I I got the reference instantaneously. I thought she did it perfectly. And the way that she styled it, I loved the way that she did the hair. The makeup was great. I do wish her makeup was done slightly different because I think she's more beautiful than the makeup led on. I think Mm -hmm. that her face has looked prettier, but Uh, especially for Marilyn, there, there's so much you could do with that, but everything, but even when you zoomed in, she had so many details on it that I was fine with it, but yeah. I, I loved it so much. Have we seen a Warhol reference on the runway ever? Not to, not to my knowledge. That's what I thought. It felt very, it felt very cool and in the know. Like I, I'm an artsy fartsy too. And I just was like, oh yeah, love that. Like mm-hmm. a walking painting. Um, the coat fabric is LeMay my dear. And was that LeMay? That was LeMay. Nothing lame about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not very strong. You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense to be a coat because, like, um, it can rip really easily. So it has to be, like, backed and whatever. But that green, it was oh. so fabulous. My only, only, only note, I wish it was a deeper neckline so her, her neck looked longer. It just felt a little closed. Like she was going to reveal or something. Maybe she was. Uh, oh, I thought I thought it was pretty long. But I, I, I'll vibe. I'll vibe. I really liked it, though. Go back and look, because it's low-key, like a, a V-neck t-shirt. Like, it's pretty high. And I was like, oh, I just want to see more of you. I want a little more décolletage. We are on to B on the runway. Her look is inspired by Iris Van Herpen, which, quite frankly, it wasn't really giving me, because Iris is so technology detail-based. But um, it was cool. Girl, fucking finally, bitch. Mm-hmm. fucking finally the makeup the hair the 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 crown the the flow of the gown fucking finally christ been waiting all season she looks amazing 
It's to the point you've been waiting so long that you're almost mad. It's like a friend who finally mad. comes to pick you up to go do something fun. And you're like, well, let's go shopping, I guess. You're <laughs> I finally guess. here. Fuck. Let's go. God. She, she looks said, so said, good. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. she did look really put together. And this color on her, like, that's her version of, that's like her nude. And it just was flowing mm. and pleated and sparkly. And I thought the headpiece was, um, yeah, a really great way to frame frame that beauty. And did you see the nails? The nails were like the perfect shiny nude, like stiletto, like, oh, everything about it. It was a head to toe, perfect look for me tonight. Ding! And then Mo stomps out on the runway in a beautiful lavender Salvador Dali inspired piece. What'd you think? You didn't like it? I hated it. You know, I thought the presentation took me there. Like, I liked the fact that she got to kind of open the cage, reveal what I always consider one of the strongest um, makeup transformations on the show. Like, she just paints so beautifully. So I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it felt a little, the proportions were just a little weird. But I liked that color on her. I thought it was like, I thought it was good. I don't know if it was like the standout for the night. I liked the colors on her. I liked the fabric. I liked like the 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 shiny mesh, like the rhinestone mesh on her. Mm-hmm. I but the things I didn't like was like I, I didn't sorry I did enjoy the head with the flowers. I didn't like the way that she constructed the heart. Um, and I didn't love the one brown boot with the long dress on the side. It, the the bottom for me here. Let me be very clear. Oh. I didn't like the bottom. The top okay. up, I enjoyed, but the heart down, I was like, Ugh. okay, I completely missed the boot, and I'm looking at it again right now. The boot is wrong. The, the boot's boot makes wrong. No sense. The boot is Mm-mm. weird. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. What is happening? I've gone with from the one boot? I've gone from being neutral about this to not liking it. Yeah, it's like it was. It, it, I like like there's things about it that could be so good. I also think that she has set herself up to being so incredible on the runway. That even the tiniest thing, like a brown boot, will throw me right to the right to the wolves. <laughs> well, that was a choice. That was it, a choice, and it's unfortunate because it's actually easier to solve. Just take it off, like keep it off. Yeah, <laughs> don't put it on. Just don't put it on. Put on a lavender shoe. <laughs> but she was going for something. I'd rather her go big than safe. Yes. I'll always say that. So yes. you know what? Props. For the for the runways she's supplied this whole season, she deserves an like one to not be like. 10 out of 10. Yeah. So we love him though. The others were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Holy moly, holy. <laughs> I keep saying that. <laughs> holy moly. And then, so the tops for the week are Jujube and Mo, our American girls. Finally, we've got some Americans in the top. <laughs> <laughs> I am American, okay, American. American. I kind of like then, that song. That song, yeah, it's good. I don't really love the lyrics. I think it's weird to just sing again and again that you're American, but it's it's the American way. They're they're proud. (laughs) Yeah. And we know the rules at this point in the competition, Juice. Everyone else is in the bottom. If you're not in the top, you're in the bottom. So we go into the workroom. Everyone's chit-chatting. And I think, do you think it was clear who was going to go home with the chit-chats? These chit chats when there's this many people in the bottom, it feels like speed dating. Like they're all just sitting down, being like, "So I have three cats. Um, my name is. It's like my hobbies include. It's just very quick, and I'm just like, okay, who's talking to who? Yeah, what's what's going on? Like it's just like a lot of chit chat of being like, will you save me? 
or you're gonna get get rid of me. Oh, last mm-hmm. week you were in the bottom. Now now I'm in the bottom. And then and then you said you'd save me. And and then I I mean I got rid of home someone. I don't know. Are you gonna play with an alliance or are you gonna you know take home a threat? Like, mm-hmm. it's just this pace in the show where I'm like I miss the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I miss the just chill. I miss when somebody else I was made like, the judges, decision. Judges, can you just do the judging? Like I just want to hear what you guys think. Like you're making the girls work so hard. Do you know what I miss? Lip Sync Assassins. Yeah. I miss that. Wait, wait when, where are they? That's re- that's standard All-Stars. Oh, you're so wrong. Yeah. Okay. I miss Lip Sync Assassins. I would have fucking vibed. Imagine Lip Sync Assassins from every season Everywhere. got to go. Oh my God, they maybe asked me. I sent two girls home. Yeah, you would be there for like a lip sync assassin or a pre I would, would probably be one. I would love to do that. I would yeah. love to do that. Right? Show you up just... and look cute. Oh, like I would have lost my mind for a lip sync assassin and the other girls had to vote out someone to go home. That would have been mm. incredible, you know? So maybe that will be a different season. Yeah. Who knows? The voting, mm. the voting, the voting formula, it's just an interesting one at this point where I'm like... I don't know, I feel like the whole season, even top five this episode, they were looking around and thought to themselves, didn't really picture it looking this way. Like, it changes things. And we didn't either. And we didn't either. Either. So we get out of the speed dating round and we go right into the lip sync. (laughs) And I love when the girls match. And you could tell that Mo and Juju were like, bitch, we're going to match. And Juju just looks painted, bitch. Like, she is dusted i'm so fucking happy and i'm like i love juju so i've been waiting for a fucking juju lip sync this whole fucking season Mm -hmm. so i was so excited uh me me just so angry um yeah you love her so much i love her mad at her it's an interesting energy it's very the fandom here's my thing (laughs) i don't know if juju listens to this at all but like juju is one of the reasons i started doing drag like seeing juju walk down the runway in that peach fucking dress that peach wrap dress and that long brown Mm -hmm. hair watching her perform um black velvet like with the lashes falling off i was just like i can do that I can yeah. do that, and I want to do that. I want to be beautiful like that. That's what I want to look like. So, it's to see them like someone not thrive and not hit the, those um, those standards that you put on them is frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. She kind of alluded to her trajectory this season being strategy to beg up privately in the one on ones, right? What did you think of that when she was like, "Are you pretending to be less?" What was, how did she phrase it? She kind of winked Remember. at Bega and she kind of said like, that's my thing right now. I'm pretending to be not as good as I am to stay to the end. Because if you seem like a threat in this all-stars environment, you will get sent home. So it's almost yeah. like the whole time Juju's been wise to this kind of slow burn strategy so that now that we're getting to the final episode, she's like, okay. Like, well, you know who soar. else did a slow burn on an all-stars and made it to the end? Roxy Andrews. My name is Roxy Anderson. I'm here to say. I'm here to make um, it clear. I know you love me. I'm here to make it clear. That's I didn't get you, it right. <laughs> I know. That's why you brought me here. It was a bitch on season five. I'm here to make it right. Give me a sewing challenge and I'll give you what you like. Like, mm-hmm. Roxy felt, because I remember in Roxy's season, a lot of people were like, why aren't they sending Roxy home? Send Roxy home. She's not doing the best. It's a Rolaska Talks thing. They're keeping her around. But I honestly think it was the same sort of thing. It was someone coming in 
and sort of doing that slow burn to the end, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's but what did you think of this lip sync? I loved it. I thought it was great. I wanted a little bit more because, but it's only because I've seen people perform this song and go absolutely and go. crazy. Ivory Towers, nice. who's an incredibly talented performer in Toronto. This is one of her like staple songs. And she just goes absolutely off the rails on this choreography that she like jumps off of a chair into the split. She does these like goes down into a squat into like a jump. And she is just so incredible in this. So it's like, I had a preconceived on like how hard you can go in this song. So when they kind mm-hmm. of just like gave the like, comedy like high kicks i was just like oh okay like it's good but i wish they went a little harder i like juju's on like she was more subtle to her approach with this lip sync like i thought she had fun with like all the quirky sound manipulations this song has it's so hype and Mm -hmm. fun i actually really like it as a song um and i know what you mean it's very hype like i think i saw jada shada hudson perform it oh jada's great yeah yeah it was full energy. And so these curls, they had a different take on it. But um, yeah, very entertaining nonetheless. I, I do love how they wo- they both wore black. That was chic. Mm-hmm. They both looked so good. And like mm-hmm. I, Mo has these like mullets. And, uh, I need a mullet like that. Uh, on you? Like a fun, like shaggier, like cut. I think I could pull it off. I think I'll I could. bring mine to um, Vancouver and you can try it on. So we finished the lip sync. It's great. Juju is announced as the winner, which is just like, I feel very well deserved. Well, I thought, I think Mo did a little bit better in the lip sync. I liked Juju's energy and I felt like it was a deserved win because I think overall, this was like a good Cinderella story moment for her. So I'm happy that she got the win. Um, We take the lipstick out and she sends Jamie home. What do you think? You know, Janie lasted a really long time. I was actually shocked how long she lasted in this competition. She she showed a lot mm-hmm. and you know, gonna miss her. But I was I was like, okay, that's that's that. She took that's it her. like a champ. Oh, she took it on the, the chin, yeah. And I felt like yeah. I felt like she didn't go about it. And when I say she, I mean Juju. Juju didn't go about it in a way of like, I'm gonna send home the strongest. Not to say that Janie wasn't the strongest. But Janie got the worst critiques. Mm-hmm. You know, she got the worst critiques on the runway. So I think Juju went about it in the fairest way where everyone else did just a half a bit better. And that's it. Yeah. And it was it was a classy move on Juju walking into the top. Like the last episode, she kind of gets to come in with that, with like a clear conscience. You know what I mean? Like at mm-hmm. this point, she's like kind of been pushing for that like the whole season, like the fairness thing. She was really shocked that Pangina was sent home, the whole like sending home a threat. So mm-hmm. she really, she was true to her word. So I respected that. Me too. But um, yeah, we'll miss Janie. JK, I, uh, I, I got to, I was pleasantly surprised this season. Like we got, to, we got a lot from her. Me too. And I did like her. And I know we have the Janie hate train <laughs> joke, but we do, we do really, really like Janie and I think that she was a great addition into the show and I do think that we were just a little hard on her because we're just so Canadian and we just we're protecting our own well yeah she kept kind of getting in the crossfire as far as like the queens we know so personally um but I'm sure if and when we cross paths it's gonna be amazing like it's so different 
when you're just like out in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. She seems and like a good time. She seems like a good time gal. And she's also really hot and I can't wait for us to kiss. Uh, so... <laughs> So now we're going to go on to our semi-qualified questions. We are answering some of your questions here. And right here we have an email from Victor from Poland. Victor asks, I hope this doesn't sound too convoluted, but what relationship with the songs that you lip sync to? Have you ever heard it in the wild and after the show? Do people bug you about it in any way? And if yes, how? I'm really curious. What about you, Cynthia? What, what about your lip sync songs? Hi, Victor. Thank you for the question. Um, I love it. I think it's like so cool that I have these like the people have these associations to songs and me now like that to me will always just be like part of the journey, the experience of being on this show. Like as you know, COVID regulations are lifting up. We could, I've been out a couple more times and it's been hilarious like to go to a gay bar where I'm like, that's where I'm the most recognized. You know what I mean? Like that's where it's so saturated. Um, and there'd be all these kind of inside jokes with like an entire room. I love it. I think it's really cool when anyone remembers anything from my season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't like mine at first because mine obviously was like my only lip sync song and I got sent home. So it was a song that I kind of had like a shitty relationship with for a while. And then I kind of had this moment like a year later where I was like, I need to own this. And I need to realize, like, this is a song that has given me a gift. And this is a song that has really shown me to a lot of people. And it's a good fucking song. I really, really like you by Carly Rae Jepsen as a straight fire bob. So it's a banger. So I perform it as much as I can. It's one that I, it's a staple of something that I put in because it's how people got to know me. So yeah. And I was actually joking with lemon earlier because everyone's getting lemon tattoos right now. Like pre, like um, pre has a lemon tattoo. Bobo has a lemon tattoo and Elona has a lemon tattoo. So get one. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) so I messaged her and I was just like, oh my God. She was like, girl, I just want the whole cast to get one. And I was just like, what if I got a lemon tattoo, but it's just a lemon and it says, I really, really like you because we lip sync together. And she was like, oh my God, live, love, lem. <laughs> so mm, you should do that. I think that might be cute. You know, where would you put it? Uh, I don't know. I would have to figure it neck? out. Not on my neck, girl. <laughs> No, I think text would look really good on your neck. Not that, so that you... that's a sentence. Not a, that's not a word. I love it. I think it's bold. It's a small <laughs> choice. I'll just get really and a small lemon. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't wait for you to actually do that, though. That's so cute. I think I, I, think I will. I think it's cute. Um, but thank you so much for the question, Victor. We appreciate it. And let's do one more really, really fast. This one comes from Banshee, Waylon, in Peterborough. So your hometown. <gasps> Hometown yes. Peterborough. Hey, mm. hey. Shout out to all my listeners. What's their name again? One more time. This is Banshee Whalen. They're a drag hey, performer. Hey, hey. Banshee, Banshee or Banshee? How are Banshee, we saying that? Banshee. Like, ah. Ban- li- oh, Banshee. Like okay, the cute. creature. Uh, I've actually performed with Banshee. <laughs> they're they're a very sweet person. Um, my question to you gals is, how do you handle backstage politics? Any advice or anecdotes about the times when the tea is too hot backstage? When the tea is too popping hot backstage, what do you do when you get the third degree? Um, what are they kind of alluding to? Like, what kind of politics get so piping hot that... I think it's like the girls talking shit backstage, you okay. know? And it's when you're feeling uncomfortable with the topics that are around you and you're like, 
you're like, okay, this is too much for me. I think it's when someone needs to put up a, mm-hmm. a, a boundary, you know? Mm-hmm. I love a good subject change. I just love to interject randomly at all times, pretend my whole life is a snatch game, and then just, like, interrupt people, and then just subject change. <laughs> if I don't want to talk about that. If the I, vibe's off. Yeah, if it's if it's changing the vibes, I like to just change the vibe, too. Or if it's something that I don't agree with, or I think that it's someone being unjustly unfair to someone I'll almost turn it around on them and like not to make the mood change but I'll like almost tease them where I'll be like I'll be like well well girl you don't think that you're Mm -hmm. any better kind of thing like where it's Mm -hmm. like you almost you keep it lighthearted, but you turn it around you know you you still make it that like back room sort of sassiness but you sort of say like you're no better than this person stop acting like you are. Does that make sense? Very don't throw stones from glass houses. Yes, because we're all just insecure queers with wigs Mm -hmm. on in high heels Mm -hmm. trying to heal our traumas through entertainment. (laughs) And yes, desperate for attention. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like no one's better than the other. It's like we're all valid. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's that's how we deal with piping hot backstage tea. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Semi-Qualified Queens. Seriously, we love you so, so much. Um, can you give us some love on the socials? You can follow us on Instagram at Semi-Qualified Queens Pod and on Twitter, tweet, 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 at SQQPod. And don't forget, if you want to be involved in our conversation, just use the hashtag, hashtag semi-qualified-questions. Or if you want to send something that's a little bit more intimate, please email us at semi-qualified-queens-pod at gmail.com. We love answering your questions. It's such a great way to close out the episode and really connect with you all just about this conversations we're having. (laughs) We want to connect. We really appreciate everyone listening to the episode this week. Thank you all so much. And we can't wait to be with you next week for the big grand finale. We can't wait. The grand finale. The grand finale. Um, I'm keeping a secret whose team I'm on because I'm going to wait until the finale to talk about that. But we will see you all next week. Love you so much. And yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. Mwah.